Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host today is John Carcutt, the SEO manager for MediaWiz. What am I saying? You're always my co-host. What am I talking about here? Um, <laughs> how you doing, John? <laughs> <laughs> so you plan on replacing me? Come on. What's going on? <laughs> All right. So you sound pretty clear. You're on your phone, right? Yes, I am. Okay. So there's be probably a little bit of a delay because I'm on Skype, but it should be all good. So today's our special one hour. Wow. We're going to be put on the spot for one hour answering your questions on uh, our the, on the Webmaster Radio chat room. Uh, and we're pretty uh, pretty excited to have you guys on. We see uh, Dana there. Luca Du is on there. Uh, page one results. Uh, sorry, man. I, always, I forget your name again. I know. One hour. Yikes. <laughs> a little exciting. <laughs> With you guys on there, I'm a little bit scared. We're going to be put on the spot, isn't it? <laughs> um, exactly. <laughs> so, what have you been looking? Have you been looking forward to it too, there, John? I sure have. Um, been uh, really looking forward. I'm to see Dane on there. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people I don't know. Hoping to get to know over the next uh, hour or so. So, ask some good All questions. Right. Well, I just asked. Start your questions, my friends. Let's well, see what you got. Ross, if you wanted to, we did have questions already starting up when we first started. I was letting you know before we start up. Uh, we did have ISIS in our chat room asking about how to pre-qualify clicks. Was well, first on tap. Now, John, how do you interpret that? I, I, I think I have to get the essence of that question in my head a bit better. Uh, I think pre-qualifying clicks sounds to me like quick click quality. I mean, looking for good quality click-throughs, that's the best I can think of. If we're talking about pre-qualifying a click, pre-qualifying traffic from quality traffic, um, it, it's really the only way to do it is to, to understand who your who your audience is and what they're looking for. So you got to offer your audience what they're looking for to really pre-qualify them and get those quality clicks, if, if that's what you're asking. Does that, does that make yeah. sense to you? It, it, it sounds kind of like, uh, yeah, well, it, pretty much pay-per-click. I mean, just target the, the marketplace where you know your, your, your ideal audience is hanging out and make sure your, your marketing statement is as clear as possible um, and you know it's going to attract them. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what else to say there. 
Um, was there any other questions there, uh, Brasco? Well, there are, and they're already starting to go through. If you want, I if you want, I can go ahead and kind of direct traffic for you and let you know what questions drop in. Hey, that rock man! Hey, I get to be involved. Well, so, page one results. <laughs> page one results asks: Is the keywords element still relevant? <laughs> Ooh, we're starting off a test here. So, no. What do you say, John? <laughs> I guess. Uh... You define keyword relevance. What are you What are you talking about when you say is it still relevant? Um, you have to have the keywords to on your pages. To people are using them to search still. I guess a oh. little more detailed question would help me understand. Uh, he said, "Is the keywords element still met relevant?" So I would assume uh, oh, meta tag. I'm assuming the element. Uh, I understand keyword element. No, 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 not at all. Yeah. <laughs> Never has been actually. Yeah. I don't think there's a single. And I, I'm assuming again, you're talking about keyword meta tag or the actual HTML element. Keyword meta tag, that's what she's talking about, seeing it come through. So, yeah, keywords meta tag never has been relevant. Um, Google's never used it. MSN's never used it. Um, Yahoo used it a little bit for something that it wasn't quite organic search related. So they used it a little bit, but neither of the other major engines have ever used the keyword meta tag. Well, and one thing that page one results again asks, is there a fractional value for the keywords meta tag? So I guess that means, is there any element to, uh, any usefulness to it? Now, all I ever do is whenever I get asked that by um, a, a client, I, I just say, you know what, if you want to use it, I, 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 I don't think there's a lot of power to it, but why not put some misspellings in there, some lingo from your industry? It can't hurt. I mean, it, don't spam in it. I mean, obviously, that'll just get you killed. They may not use it, but if they look at it and they see spam, you're in hot water. Right. What do you right. think there, John? Um, yeah, I mean, if you're going to put something in there, definitely do it right. I mean, uh, assume that, that they're going to look at it and put it under spam, the spam microscope. And if you're going to spam it, they're going to they're going to bust you for it. Um, but in my experience, and and from, they're not even really going to look at that meta tag. So that, that, it's just you know different experiences. I, I've never used it, and I've never had any problems by not using it because I don't think the engines use it. Interesting. Uh, page one results says hey, that uh, they use the meta keyword. I was going to say the same thing we were just talking about. You mentioned that Yahoo promotes the use of the meta keyword tag in their business documentation, um, but there's never been any. In any tests that have ever been done have shown that it makes no difference that I've seen. Maybe there's some tests that I haven't seen that shows that it makes sense. So my guess there would be that, that Yahoo had some, some people writing their documentation that may not have been in complete, you know, tie-in with their algorithm. They're not going to tell us everything. Um, but from a testing perspective, never seen it used. <laughs> Can we talk about microformats? Ooh. <laughs> okay. I Throw a question at us. <laughs> what else have we got here? Well, uh, I can tell you there was one other question I mentioned to tell you about. GeoDV was in the chat room also asking about he's trying to figure out how to get more U.S. traffic with Spanish content. So I guess that's languages in general. I have to admit, I haven't done a lot of uh, foreign SEO. How about you, John? Repeat the question again, Brasco. I was reading and listening oh. at the same time. Well, <laughs> uh, the question is how to get more U.S. traffic with Spanish content or foreign content. Um, U.S. traffic is if the person is still on. Let's ask: Are they looking for um, Spanish traffic on a U.S. based site or a foreign based site? Here's he's following up. Techniques. He's following up. He says, do the same SEO methods apply to any language SEO optimization, especially in Spanish? Um, the, okay. the, same method, the same methodologies apply. Um, the, real, the real difference between the Spanish language and, and the, the English would be where you're targeting. So if you're in you know, um, South America targeting a Spanish language site that's based in South America, you're going to be doing different different types of link builds, different things that, you're, that if you're in the U.S., trying to get Spanish-language people in the U.S. Because um, you want those local, you, you're going to focus more on geo-targeting that international traffic than if, <laughs> than, than if you're just trying to get a different language in the U.S. Does that, does that yeah, make sense? It, 
And one one thing I'd like to note too is we've done a little bit with French. You know, being in Canada, we've got that as our second language, and, and, and in some instances, uh, we've been asked to optimize another portion of the site for French. Now we've hired someone to actually apply the optimizations, but in, in essence, it's worked just fine. And by applying the same principles, now does that work for Spanish? I'm sorry, I don't know from my experience, but uh, John gave you a good good answer there too. <laughs> yeah. Patron results it, here, SEO, snarky. Yeah, <laughs> SEO is SEO. You've got content and you've got links, no matter what language it's in. <laughs> server has to be in the use. I heard, I heard that the server has to be in... Oh, I see. I get I get the mean. It uh, has to be in the country. Is that what you're saying there, GeoDV? Yes, U.S. server. I don't think it has well, to be, but I, I know it does help. Go ahead, Ross. No, I, that's pretty much all I had to say. I, As I, I, far as I know, it's highly recommended, but I don't think it has to be in the U.S. Mm. What do you say, John? Uh, I think it's more important when you're on international. So, like, if you're in South America somewhere, you're in Brazil, you're much better if your server is down there. Um, and your and it's not even so much your server as it is your domain. If you're, if you're using a, a geo-targeted domain, um, the IP location may have a slight effect, but I'm not. I'm not thinking it's going to. It's more your domain than your IP location. And I will. Yeah. Also, if you're going for local rankings, it definitely matters. Uh, you know, if you're trying to go for a local listing and you're trying to get, uh, I don't know. So you're trying to get a local ranking for Whistler. Um, first of all, you need the address. You need to have an address there. But say your your site's hosted in another country. I don't know. Things like that start to look a little fishy. So you know, there are certain issues. Um, and set your location preference in Google Webmaster Tools. Exactly, Hamster. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I just love how we're going by uh, IDs here. I have no idea who these people are. Um, but Hamster, <laughs> it works. <laughs> and, and another thing, question. someone asked about English and Spanish. You can actually have two different um, locations set for the same website. If you have an English version and a Spanish version on the same website, you can register both of those in Google Webmaster Tools as separate websites and register them both for different languages. So you can do that as well. Okay. We've got a question here from uh, Dana, uh, shown as Lukadu here. Um, or Lukadu? Lukadu, sorry about that. Uh, what are the best practice recommendations for syndicating content other than the rel equals canonical? How much of content needs to vary from the original source? Original syndicating content. Well, how much of the content needs to vary from the original source? So are you trying to get a a premium ranking for the person's original source? If so, then, yeah, <laughs> you mean it would have to be quite a bit different. Um, you know, you're still going to get, I, in my opinion, you would still end up uh, in a perfect world. You wouldn't, you wouldn't get a top ranking above the other person because they deserve the top ranking. But um, I don't know. What, what do you say to that, John? I, I would say that it's not a big deal. Uh, you, you shouldn't really be trying to change it anyway. Yeah, I'd agree to that. I mean, if, if you're trying to manipulate the system, you're, you're going in the wrong direction. So <laughs> just publish it as is. Use that canonical tag like you mentioned, Dana. But uh, yeah, I, I think it might have been you, Ross, that says, said when, when you publish something like that and you're going to syndicate it, publish it on your site and then wait a few days before you syndicate it to give yourself that little extra boost in, in, as far as hoping yours gets fired first and found first. That always helps as yeah, well. If, if you can. I've noticed I, I publish anything on the Stepforth blog, and, and instantly a uh, few people are following it and automatically pro, um, propagating their own blogs with like content. So, um, you know, uh, as mentioned here, first to market usually wins. Unfortunately, that's true. Um, only if, in my opinion, only if that other site um, that, that reposted your content has more popularity than yours. Yeah. First to market usually wins if you get more links. If, if the third to market ends up with, with more citations and references to the article, they may just win over you. Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't want to jump all over here, but I, there's a good one here from Page One Results. Uh, thoughts about using the non WW now and in the future? Just strip that damn WW. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't like stripping the WWW, I like using it. Um, Although, admittedly, it's, it's a little more of a pain to write. It looks better. Um, but yeah. one thing I've noticed people saying is they don't use the non 
www um, redirect on their uh, their site because they just specify it in the Google Webmaster Tools. But I don't like that because there's other search engines. Yeah, sure, they're less important, but there are other search engines. And if they don't see that redirect, you could end up with some you know mild issues because two sites are being indexed. What's and and not general? to mention, just because you put it in your Google Webmaster Tools as www or non-www, that, if you read that closely, that's how they're going to display your results in the search engines, which is fine. However, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's how they're going to, um, if you have links coming in with www and links coming in without www, if you don't do those redirects, you may have split your link juice between that same site. Exactly. Yeah, I, I find it's, I, th- I think it's very important and, and vast number of people don't have it implemented. Well, frankly, because it's not, it's, it's SEO 101 just in, in concept, but in application, a lot of people, that, the, you know, altering their HD access, all that stuff is way beyond them. Um, although there are great plugins in, in um, WordPress that uh, allow you to automate that. Uh, I think if you just type in uh, non-WWW uh, WordPress plugin, you might find something that at least does that for you. Uh, anyone here know one right off the top of your head? Just plug it, and I'll, we'll put it on there. Hey, Roth, we had one other question we, we might have skipped on just before we got to this, and if you want to, we could get this before we get into a break. Hamster asks, do either of you know an automated XML sitemap tool or plug-in for Blogger like, the WordPress, like WordPress has? For Blogger? For specifically uh, for Blogger. Hmm. Correct. I don't know of any. I used Blogger up till just recently until we changed to WordPress, and I tell you what, a, what an improvement. But um, I don't think there's any uh, – less there's been changes. Like I said, I haven't been following Blogger quite happily. Um, as far as I know, there's no way to do plugins even in Blogger. Uh, do you know otherwise, John? No, I mean, I'm not very familiar with Blogger. I've been using WordPress since the beginning. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But, I, but um, I'll tell you what, um, Google, if you're familiar with code.google.com, they have. I'm going to actually copy this link in here and put it in the chat. They have a list that they've created um, that really is a bunch of sitemap generators, server-side programs, um, one specifically for a bunch of different CMSs, including WordPress we just talked about, but OS Commerce, Drupal, Coppermine, um, and some downloadable tools. There's a really good um, resource. So let, me, let me push this into the chat room here real quick so everybody can get it. <laughs> One second. Yeah, Brasco, you're right. Switch to WordPress. I tell you, it's worth it in the long run, too. Yeah, I totally agree. And Almighty is a perfect description. <laughs> but sure, I'll just put in the chat. <laughs> and, and, and one um, note, yes, we're in the process of, of transferring an ungodly amount of, of posts, pretty much six years of blog posts in Blogger to WordPress. And... Uh, I just want to just swallow a gun. It's just, it's hell. But there is a way to in, in, um, import it. There is a, a plug-in. However, not all of our stuff was in Blogger. Anyway, it's a mess. But anyways, even if you do the import, a lot of images are broken. Uh, titles are too long. There is a lot of ha- manual stuff to clean it up. Yeah, just a, a good note. So, uh, <laughs> there's a, yes, there is a plug-in for everything. Um, however, I don't think there is one to completely clean up all that stuff. So, uh Anyway, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to answer a few more questions, and please send a whole bunch of questions now so we can queue them up. Okay? Thanks. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. 
Does your website need a bailout? Looking for a conversion rate stimulus package? Do you need a website improvement to-do list? On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7, analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it so that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. I'm Brian Eisenberg, and I approve this message. Did you know? 99designs is the leading marketplace for graphic design on the Internet. Did you know? 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99designs projects the average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99designs. When designers compete, you win. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. SEM Synergy. Live broadcast Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel. On webmasterradio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, and welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Um, here with uh, John Carcutt, a the SEO manager for MediaWiz, and I'm Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing. Today is a special day. We're answering questions live at webmasterradio.fm slash chat, and uh, this is exciting. We're getting some good questions coming through here. Please keep on sending them through. Uh, John, you want to pick the next one? Um, sure, we can pick the next one. Um, let's see, we've got, uh, the Yahoo Bing thing is the, the one on my screen. It's kind of interesting. The hamster asked, um, do you think the Yahoo Bing thing will actually go through? Um, will Yahoo actually be displaying Bing someday? If you think it will, how long do you think it will take? Um, hmm. that's a good question, um, whether it will go through. The odds are fairly good that it will go through, um, but I don't think it's even scheduled for SEC hearings until January of this coming year, 2010. And Yahoo has said if it does pass the hearings, it's going to take them at least um, another 24 months to fully implement everything. And that means, to me, that means fully implement search and all the paid search advertising switch they're going to be doing. So I think it'll happen, but it's going to be a couple of years out before we really even notice notice it. Yeah. I mean, I, would, I certainly think it could take that long. Um, there's a lot of benefit, I think, to getting it done faster once as soon as it's approved and all that. But who knows whether that's how how possible that is? I mean, there's always a chance, I guess, John, that they could just get everything absolutely ready, and when they're approved, they just press start. Right. I think it's the technology because I mean, integrating the search is probably not going to be the hardest part. The hardest part for them is going to be integrating all the, the two different paid platforms. The uh, Yahoo paid advertising and the and the, uh, the ad center stuff for Bing, that's going to be hard. I mean, I wonder, you know, I wonder how the how it works in systems like this, where they think they know uh, they're going to get approval, but they're absolutely not sure. Does do they put do they just put all their money in and just go for it and pretend it's happened? It's yes, and they 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 combine these systems now so that when it's time, they can just like I say, switch the flip flip the switch. Yeah. Well, I, I think even if they did that, they're only going to get a few months head start on their two-year two-year timeline because if they do the, the the processes by January, that's really only three or four months away. They said it's going to take two years to make the whole conversion. So, and, and my guess is Microsoft's got a big enough bankroll that they're going to start one way or the other, just because they want to get it done. It means everything to them. True. Yahoo probably Although, like, uh, you know, Yahoo a few months like, in the internet world is years. <laughs> right. Exactly. So. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, good question there, Hamster. Um, let's see here. What's the next one? Lookadoo would be in Flash SEO. Recommendation for resources uh-huh. other than for embedded Flash and latest SEO aspects for Flash. What really works and what doesn't? <laughs> I'd like to say i got a lot of experience in that, but uh, I've, I've been avoiding it like the plague. Anytime anyone's had Flash, I've... I've um, I mostly had them create something else as well, um, so we've got alternative contents. Uh, John, have you had been forced to stick with it? Um, 
I've, I've been lucky so far that I've been con- able to convince people that if they have <laughs> massive amounts of flash to back off a little bit on it. <laughs> um, the, what, I'm t- what I tell people is, you know, use flash as an element on a page, not as a page. So realize that, that some of the content in your flash file may be indexable and some of the links may be followed. Um, depending on how dynamic your flash element is, but it's still risky to put really important content and really important links solely in flash on your page. You know, you, you can put it in flash, but make sure that you have that link in text form somewhere else on the page too if, you're, if it's really important, and same with the content. Yeah, and I would say that um, it is being indexed um, in in many cases, I, I haven't really done a lot of research to say it all the time, but um, the thing is, it's just it's too limited. You can't do a lot of the optimization techniques that that help getting a ranking when you when you, all you do is pretty much have the equivalent of a text file to index. Uh, there's just not a lot there, um, so I yeah, I just think it's too limiting. Get out, get the hell out of it if you can. If you've got a client uh, Dana like that, uh, I would just like you said, keep it as embedded and. Um, Work around it if you can. Uh, maybe restate the their primary message somewhere. Uh, not a comfortable yeah. situation to be in, that's for sure. And there's something else to say about Flash is if you run across the client or if you have your own website and you're so tied to the look and feel of the Flash and the interactivity of the Flash, there's, there's people will... Su- We'll, we'll talk about all other kinds of techniques, you know, um, you know, layering your flash over top of a text page. There's tons of things people have tried. And really, the best, absolute best thing to do is keep it as simple as possible. Build your page as a standard page. Use your flash as an element. The trickier you try to get with this stuff, the more likely it is going to bite you. Um, you know, if, if, the, if the flash is that important to you, you gotta you gotta weigh it. Is 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 the flash more important than your search rankings or your your traffic? If it is, then stick with it. But if rankings and traffic and and visitors from search are important, then you're gonna have to make some compromise. <laughs> Stage one results is afraid to ask about validation. You should be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, oh, come on, I, I got put on notice, and fair enough, because my site was horribly XHTML. Uh, it was like the validation was pathetic on my site, and you know what? I'm very pleased. I even thanked them for doing it, but uh, it was a bit of an awakening. It's so easy to have a website that's not um, valid transitional text or content. Um, trying to think how to put in words exactly what i'm talking about uh what what is if someone actually asked me what is validation um i guess it's w3c uh, well I mean, it is w3c conventions they're actually uh, making sure that your code on your site is 100 percent um uh in help me out here john it's in uh sync no lack of words here uh, Basically, what validation does is make sure you're you're conforming to the standards. Thanks. So they've they've set specific standards for HTML. Um, that's just one form of validation. There's also validation for style sheets, CSS. And if you want to get really picky, and I know Page One Results is going to yell at me, but you can do um, <laughs> validation for accessibility, the 508 validations. There's there's tons of them out there, and depending on what your who your market is and what kind of regulations you have to follow, I mean, government sites have to have validated and accessible sites. So, um, it and, and does it help from an SEO perspective? There's there's two two lines to stand in, and this one, yes and no, half. Half the people I talk to says do it. Half the people says it doesn't matter whatsoever. Um, here's here's the deal: if your site is valid, it may or may not help. But if you validate your site, you make a better site, and it might help you. So why not do it? Oh, a bunch of jokesters out there. They're saying, uh, <laughs> "Hell with validation. Just use front page. It makes perfect code." <laughs> Ross, you got to keep a straight face when you're watching that chat room, boy. <laughs> I'm still waiting for front front page 2010 to come out. Then I'll then I'll try it again. Oh, crap. I hate front page. Oh my god, I've had such nightmares <laughs> with that over the years. Dealing with sites that are dealt in front page for everyone who knows who doesn't know this can be a real nightmare. Although I've heard people, I'm not sure if they're half joking or not, that I've heard it's gotten better. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> 
Hey, uh, page, page one is saying he uses truncate. He's coming over here to yell at us. But page one, I really, really suggest you switch to Word for HTML development. It's just as good as front page. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Tears, tears. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and as page one mentions, RSS and XML validations are important. Uh, there's all sorts of validation required, and it would help me if I have to get into that, too. Uh, one thing at a time. Just gonna, I'm going to start with our website, just the main pages, and make my programmer cry when I throw more changes at our site where he still has to validate again. So it's good. It's all good. we got to get into it, and we got to be um, – we got to show – I think we would just have to be a good example for everyone, so I think it's a great thing. How about page load times? How much does that impact things? That's a great question. Uh, I would say if your site's, you know, if it's if your site is so slow that you're dealing with with Google uh, getting timeouts, you're going to get a warning in Google Webmaster Tools. Then well, that's something to be concerned about. Uh, uh, what else do you think you could apply to? Um, obviously, for people, I'm usability. Sorry. It's it's horrible. If your site's well, slow loading, people are going to leave. Well, if you think about it, Google says over and over and over again, they're all about user experience and quality results. And if if they have a listing in there that takes forever to load, um, it's a huge page, they're not going to consider that as quality as one that's really crisp and clean and loads up right away, I don't think. I mean, I haven't seen or done any personal tests to see if load time actually affects rankings, but with you know, they say there's over 200, you know, items they look at in the algorithm. I wouldn't be surprised if that's one of them. Yeah, we should have Stefan on here, Mr. Tester. I'm sure he's tested it. Yeah, Stefan would be able to probably tell us. Or he might not tell us. He says, yeah, I tested that, but I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, yeah, obviously it has more of an effect on conversions. Now, one of the things that I know, our site's on a really... I admit it, a really cheap server right now. And I know there are times when we have a bit of slow time. So we got, we're looking at upgrading. But, you know, you can get pretty crazy getting a, a, a web hosting company that they're all 100% uptime, quote-unquote, and all this stuff. But the fact is you're on a shared server. The times There are times of the day where the CPU is going to get overloaded. You're going to have some issues with load time. Um, ways of completely avoiding that um, – get pretty crazy. I think uh, Yoast has a some pretty cool system I noted that uh, I thought would be uh, pretty slick to use. I'm going to see if I can find it here. Um, he uses NetDNA, which is uh, a, a network of servers around the world that host his content so everyone gets a fast load time. I mean, wow. But I think the starting amount is almost 1000 a month for that. So, you know, you're looking or 200, no, sorry, not 1000 200 a month. So, you know, yeah. you're, you're I'm, I'm definitely trying to move all my stuff personally to cloud servers, just so not not so much for load time, but just for so as sites grow, you don't have to worry so much about whether you're running out of bandwidth, whether you're running out of space. Cloud, cloud computing is to me where it's at in the future, without a doubt. And it sounds like that's you know part of that. Totally, and as a tie into what I just said about Yoast, uh, his site Y O S Y O A S T is awesome. Yoast.com. Uh, he's he's one of the hosts uh, for WordPress on on Webmaster Radio. Press this. Press this. Thank you. It's he, a tomorrow, twenty four hours from now. Tomorrow hey, this time. Yes. <laughs> um, he's he's the man. He knows Plug. all about the WordPress plugins. In fact, he's created quite a few of them. So if you want to check that out, I highly recommend it. A great guy and knows his stuff. And his site's got some good content as well. If you need to find out about any of that stuff. Yeah. So let's hey, Ross, I'm going to back up quite a bit. TPA yeah. asked a question a while ago about affiliate links in your pages regarding Google searches. Um, and you wonder how bad they were. If, if, so, TPA, I just want to clarify, are you talking about links off of your pages that use affiliate code, or are you talking about affiliate links to your site? Hmm. Affiliate links off your page to... to Using so he he's asking about affiliate links from your pages to others with with affiliate codes attached to them. He says yes off um, my page, right off of his page. Um, and, and I, we've seen the engines, particularly Google, take a stance against affiliate sites. I guess it would really depend on how much your site was. You know, dedicated to affiliates, outbound affiliate links. If it was just a small mixture, if you linked to other resources and had an affiliate um, link here or there on your pages, I don't think that would be an issue at all. Um, 
However, if you have nothing but affiliate links all over your site and that's all you have outbound-wise, you're probably not going to rank as well as, as you would. Do we, and there's no, I don't think there's a, like a specific penalty we can point to, but, but everybody that I know that does the affiliate game says if that's, if that's the way it is, if you just have affiliate links, you're not going to rank well. Yeah, what I've done in the past is I included a, a separate directory. It's best actually for uh, tracking a separate directory in my site called Exit. And uh, in there, I've got the various affiliate sites. I, I haven't done this in a while. In fact, I haven't done it on our new site yet. But it's really effective because you can put in, let's say, word, uh, keyword discovery as the page. And then everything you send there um, essentially gets scrubbed. I actually blocked that whole directory. And then I also, just to be careful, put uh, no follows or all that stuff, you know. Be absolutely right. clear that you don't want these things um, to impact your rankings. And uh, exactly. the nice thing and about that is, but, but in terms even if you do that, Google I believe that's the get only that type of link well. you're throwing off your site, you're going to have issues. Sorry, what's that? I missed yet. I, I said, even if you do the scrubbing, I think if that's the only type of link coming off your site, you're going to have issues. Um, oh, true. You, yeah. You've got to have some clean links, you've got to have some links to valuable resources um, to not be seen as a strictly affiliate site and be lumped in with that group excellent yeah i think uh i, I think that's effective and and like it, i just want to make sure i've got that across that last bit um you know being able to tell how much you're sending in terms of traffic to affiliate sites is really good because frankly you'll start to figure out whether or not you're getting ripped off um if you send a thousand visitors to a, a, an affiliate site and you're not getting any conversions i'd start wondering whether or not uh, a little money is being kept <laughs> I used to do a bit of affiliate <laughs> stuff, and that's something that always concerned me. You're not talking about shaving, are you? <laughs> no, I'm sure none of them do that. <laughs> no. So what else we got here? Brasco, anything come to your mind? Questions? Yeah, there's one more question, if you want to get it, and we can go to break, I guess, real quick. Uh, sure. GODV asks, should categories and tags be followed and indexed? If not, which is the best setting? John, you pretty feel strongly about this. I've got my own. Well, I've got a few different variations, but why don't you start with yours? Um, I have some sites I work with that do very, very well with their tag pages. Um, it's really important, though, that we separate the tags from the categories and they don't duplicate each other so that a, a category is not the same as a tag or vice versa. Um, and depending on how you lay out your category pages or your tag pages, um, I don't mind following them and having an index as long as they're not too similar to the individual article pages. So, so like, if you have a category page for um, college football and you have five articles on college football, if you're displaying the whole text of all five articles, you're probably doing yourself a disservice. But if you're playing, displaying a snippet of, of an article and then link over to a full article, there's no reason not to have that category or tag page indexed and followed. Hmm. Pretty much answered it for me there. I mean, I on our site right now, I've got uh, categories uh, indexable, and I'm still messing around with it. I don't think we have our tags uh, indexable right now. We, we tried to tight it, tighten it all the way down to categories, uh, but I've... You know, John's pretty much convinced me otherwise to do uh, do a little bit different. Hey, we're always learning, right? Um, so right now we're just, just going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to touch on the last set of questions. I was going to give you an example, but take the break. <laughs> okay. <laughs> come back with it. Come back with that. So everybody stick around so you can hear what John's going to say after the break. How about that? There you go. 101 will be back right after recess. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to prwebauthor.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online release news and content distribution service. 
So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local Pages Affiliate Network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that tee shot. Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with localpages.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Ready to learn to be a mass marketing mastermind? Take some notes from the godfathers of mass distribution. Inbox, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Karka, the SEO manager for MediaWiz. So we've uh, had quite a few great questions, and we've got the last set coming up here, so please do shoot some through. I've noticed uh, one good one. Uh, it is a basic question, but it's always good to, to cover the basics. Uh, uh, where, where did I put it here? Uh, it's about... Oh, anyone, I can tell you what it is. Uh, does anyone still give a crap about sitemaps, not XML ones? <laughs> they did not say crap. They said poop. Thank you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was hamster, well, by the way. <laughs> no, not I do. Uh, yeah. I, I I still give a poop about HTML sitemaps, um, and you can quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be all over Twitter now. <laughs> yes, it is. And I, I know Dana's tweeting it right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I do too. I, I, yes, the, yes. So my opinion on sitemaps is they're useful as a backup navigation. You still want to have that primary navigation as spiderable as possible, but sometimes, because, you know, if you run into a CMS or um, a design firm that's really really finicky about their navigation, sitemaps are a great backup way to make sure everything gets crawled and has some some relevancy text-based links and pathing to it um, that you might not get elsewhere on the site. It's not as good as regular navigation, but... It helps. Yeah, I, I find it as a great backup. Um, that why not? You know, there's no harm in doing it. Uh, it's a great way to uh, offer some different, uh, at least a different access to different parts of your site. And it's also, um, yeah, it's it, exactly. It's fun to get creative with sitemaps. Um, I, I, one thing I've always enjoyed doing is doing categories. If it's a big site, making the sitemap a list of categories, and actually putting in uh, descriptions for each category. That way, it's a very functional, uh, effective sitemap for anyone who actually happens to enter in the page. I've actually seen sitemaps get better rankings than, than uh, other pages, uh, which is a, a good and bad thing. Um, but at least, uh, at least it's a ranking, right? Mm-hmm. That's you true. Know, what's next here? Let's see. Here we go. Um, page one results asks, why do people still hard code root level pages index default? <laughs> well, okay, first of all, the, the way I understand it, the only reason they do is because that's what the servers tend to look for and to, to, to provide for the home page. The actual, that's the default for home pages. Uh, like, uh, like Dana said, it's kind of rhetorical. Um, <laughs> am I missing something there, John? No, I think it's mostly when you see that it's a content management system doing it. It's because it was written by programmers who want to be really exacting, and they know it's going to go to this page um, and not the other page, so that's what they write it to. Um, 
there's nothing other than the fact that I think it's just programmers and designers not being on the ball when it comes to, to how that impacts the search or your, your site itself. Now, I'm curious why uh, Page One Results calls it a bad practice. I'm not sure how it would really be bad. Um, it's it, it, I, I agree with it. It is, it is a bad practice. Specifically, like if you're dealing with, let, let's use a, an example of a homepage. And if you have your internal navigation of your site, thinking back to your homepage, instead of going to the root, going to um, index.html or default.asp or ASPX, what that does is you know, a vast majority of your links from off-site are going to come to your root and not include index or default. So now you've got duplicate pages that are splitting your um, link juice. So you've got your internal linking structure adding juice to your default page and your external off-site links adding juice to your root. So you're splitting your weight there. If they were both going to the same thing, you'd have a much more powerful homepage. Gotcha. All right. Definitely missed that. Makes sense. And uh, it's something that I think it's going to be a tough thing to break. I don't know. I know a lot of people who just do that by default. It's it's such an old practice. Uh, that said, yeah. that does need to be fixed. That's a good one. Yeah, and 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 that's something that you can fix with three hundred ones too. So um, I'm not sure sure there's there probably is, but I'm not, I'm not sure there's a code that'll do that um, dynamically throughout all the site. If there's a page that's an index or default to three hundred one or to the root, but if not, if you depending on the size of your site, you can create those manually if you need to. So for the for the sake of, of everyone else, then what what should they name it? They should go to the root. So if it's if it's like a, if it's a, your homepage, you'd want to go to .com slash or without the slash, depending on your server setup. Um, instead of .com slash default .asp. If it's an internal directory .com slash blog, you don't want it to go into .com slash blog slash default. You want it to go into .com slash blog. So you just you just have if it's a if it's a subdirectory. You just link to the root of the subdirectory. Don't add the index or default. Yeah. Well, and I get that part. What are you actually talking about in terms of the file name? The file name still has to be index or default. It's just the system shows oh, yeah. it as just forward yeah, slash. Yeah, the, the file name would be index or default, but the server knows at the root of a directory or the root of the, the site that you can leave it blank and it'll still show that page without without actually having to put that page in the, in the, the URL. Exactly. Okay, I just wanted to be sure that wasn't uh, going to be confusing to anyone else. I did catch it as a bit of a confusion. So, uh, good. We've got lots of people sending stuff in here. We need another question, though. Come on, guys. Shoot one. Oh, here we go. TBA <laughs> says, how about our sites like Dig, Zimbio, etc., regarding duplicate content? I don't think they're bad at all. Uh, you know, sure, they've got a lot of duplicate content, but that's their nature of them. I think that's uh, that's just Google seeing the credit. It's almost a... a a citation back to the main person who wrote it. Uh, it's it's all all in the good good of the internet. It's another way of, of being found, uh, of building a reputation, and uh, you know if something gets a high ranking in Dig. It's it's a it's a good person, good thing for the person who wrote it. Now that said, if it's someone else who's duplicating and then gets a Dig, you know that person who copied the content and gets a Dig. Well, I just think that's unjust. But it, the fact of the matter is, they may get all the benefit then. Agreed. All right. Next. <laughs> we might have run out unless there's one more question in here. We might have a We're going to get the final question. It's a race. <laughs> and we've got some other ones here. Oh, ah, here we go. Look at Duke is dropping in. Might be the last one. What if you have an increasing number of parasite links or links from black hats that are creating crawl errors? 404? Hmm. Hmm. So, you have, you, let, me, let me understand this. You, you, you have a bunch of people linking to your site to pages that don't exist. Is that correct? Russian site, she says. Yes. Mm, yes. That is okay. Um, somebody told me a really neat trick to do with this. Let me try to remember it real quick. Um, basically, uh, you take that and you uh, – <laughs> oh, i got to remember how to do this. <laughs> Hamster says, "Order the bride to have fun with the audience." <laughs> Sorry, guys, we just lose it. <laughs> Basically, Dana, if you can find a way to capture those specifically, either through you know, um, you know, picking out all your Russian referrers or picking out an IP block that you can 
can identify as being the source, you can send that traffic back to them in a way and, and get a hold of me off the site. There's a way to send the traffic back to them that'll not make them very happy at all. <laughs> so, I want to know that one. That's a good one. Yeah. And, I, and I, I tell you what it was, but for two reasons, Brad could probably get mad at me for saying it on the air. Um, the other one I have to remember, to, I don't want to tell you the wrong information, so I have to look it up. But there's a way to send it back at him. Cool. Yeah, I love this. I love learning new things. All right. TB asks, uh, you want to jump in or you want to say it? So what is the best permalink to use, and does it, have, does it help having a custom one regarding search results? Hmm. Best permalink to use. Uh, I essentially would just say the. See, I've always found that funny. And this is because I'm. Uh, I didn't do a lot of blogging, or at least I didn't worry about the technology in blogging. Really, to me, a permalink should just be the same link the, the page was written in. And if make as long as you make sure that that page was the. It uh, was well, you know, the the, the URL was well optimized. Um, in our case, our permalinks go to the actual page it was posted on. What am I missing here? Yeah. I know there's more complex You're right. I do the same case. thing, Ross. Some people have two different links, one for their article and one for their permalink, which to me is a, is a problem because of duplicate content issues. Uh, but, but besides that, um, I think they're asking, are you asking about the structure TPA, you know, what's the best way to do it? Because um, if, if so, I've always used basically just the article title dot html or dot backslash and people argue against that because there's a chance that you can have duplicate page titles that way or duplicate urls that way um you just have to be careful a lot of people say you have to put it in some kind of date structure so that so it's archived correctly i don't, I don't think you have to i just leave it with the, the title of the article dot html or dot or, or slash and it's worked fine for me yeah, I, and yes, I knew that permanent permanent link. <laughs> just yeah. mean, yeah, I guess it was just uh, I just I just considered obvious that uh, a lot of this stuff. Um, yeah, I think I've been in it too long. <laughs> in my case, we actually did the .php, and um, I have to say I regret it in a lot of cases. I think I did that on my own personal site anyway. I would wish I had done the directory angle, but that's just my own uh, experience. Yeah. Anything like that on there, John? Um, no, I'm, 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 I'm good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I guess we got last five minutes. Piece, what do you man. think, Brasco? Another question? <laughs> if there's one more, if not, we're just about out of time. Let's see if anybody has one last one. I don't know about you, but this has been uh, pretty fun. I, I like this. <laughs> I do, too. Yeah, I like, I like this, it too. And I, I would like to do a, a live SEO review. I think that'd be fun. Do some sites. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to beat you to it on that other, on that other site, uh, site review that the TPA has, but you know, Darren, Darren's always begging for site reviews, so I have to give him, <laughs> throw him a bone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess that's it. There we go. Okay. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcut, SEO Manager for MediaWiz, uh, we'd like to thank you for coming, and let's do this again. Let's see if we can get some more people in, too, and get it. Yeah. Um, Diverse questions yeah. would be great. And thank you everyone for being on. It's, uh, Thanks for it's all your questions, great. everybody. Yeah, take care.